Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. She has been under fire and persecuted like nobody else ever since COVID-19 started and the therapeutics that really work were being talked about against those uh, that don't work. It's Dr. Simone Gold, emergency physician, of course, attorney, and uh, and just all around great mind that we all need to listen to. Doctor, how are you? Nice to meet you. Great. Great to be here. Yeah, it's really, listen, it's fun to have you on, but what's not fun is the last video I think I saw of you, you were being released from jail, for God's sakes. Doc, can we just start there? What on earth could you possibly have done to end up in jail? I'm, I'm convinced something's very wrong here. Right. So on January 6th, I was a scheduled guest speaker at the Capitol. Um, for me, this was just another speaking engagement. I'm widely censored on social media, so I looked for every opportunity to speak to the people directly. January 3rd, January 5th, January 6th, and January 10th were all speaking engagements. January 6th, when I arrived at my location, uh, the day went very sideways. They canceled the speakers, myself, etc. But there I was at the top of the Capitol steps on the east side, which is quite peaceful, but just a lot of people. And um, somebody swung the doors open from the inside, and I went in with many thousands of other people and inside there's videotape of me walking through the ropes and doing what I do, which is giving a speech and yeah. I was giving a medical freedom speech and and that was it. And much to my horror, I was arrested by the FBI 12 days later in a very, very violent SWAT team oh my God. arrest, broke down my door with a battering ram. It was It was quite horrific. And doctor, you're allowed to be at the Capitol. That's the building that we paid for. It's the people's house. You're allowed to be there. I've been to the Capitol. I almost went on January 6th. I didn't, but but had I gone, uh, if the Capitol Police opened the door or if I were shown that I can come in, I would have gone in. I, I mean, was, I, I, was there anything that said tresp- no trespassing, stay out, Dr. Gold, you can't be here? If there wasn't notification, what did you do wrong? There were absolutely no signs that the prosecution tried to say there were, but if there were, they had been taken down long before I got there. This was a classic case of political persecution. There's a robust history in our in our nation of people speaking out with political speech. This, you know, I wrote a book now. It's coming out in the spring called Selective Persecution. It's really the political the persecution of politically conservative people. They have everything that I did on videotape, and I'm literally giving a health freedom speech. That's what I was doing. And for that, I was arrested and I had the Sussman judge in Washington, D.C. As you know, they're not releasing any January 6th defendants jurisdiction. They're all being tried in D.C., right. which is completely prejudiced against political conservatives. And the Sussman judge, I took a plea for a misdemeanor trespass. And I don't know if you know anybody who's ever gone to prison for a misdemeanor. I certainly don't. Never heard of never, it. Never, never. And he put me in federal penitentiary, maximum security for 60 days. 
It is uh, Dr. Simone Gold. Go to her website, drsimonegold.com, drsimone.com, drsimonegold.com. Um, it doesn't make any sense. I'm really sorry that happened as an American who loves this country. It should not have happened. Once all of the video is released, and it looks like Kevin McCarthy is going to release all the video, hopefully people like you and many others who have been persecuted will have a second day in court. Maybe you can sue somebody. I mean, you're not going to get the time that you spent behind bars back, which is nuts. But no, a simple trespass is a ticket. That's it. And you pay the fine. It's never prison. So without a doubt, this was selective prosecution. Correct. Correct. And, and there's people, as just to remind all the listeners, there's people that are still in jail, prison rather, pre-trial, D.C. gulag. And it's shameful. And honestly, the conservative people and really anybody who cares about freedom, it's coming to you. If we don't fight back, it's coming to you. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I was, you know, peaceful, never had a problem with the law in my life, and they still put me in federal penitentiary for 60 days. This is very worrisome for all Americans. It certainly is. It's Dr. Simone Gold. Go to drsimonegold.com. Um, and the book, the impending book is called Selective Prosecution? Yes. It's actually Selective Persecution. It's a Good. play on Selective Prosecution. Persecution as an ER doctor, the ER persecution. It's fascinating when you look back at the history of how we're just being persecuted on, you know, for one political side you know when side by side when you look at what people on the left do and the people on the right do and how we're just selectively persecuted it's fascinating hopefully everybody will go get that can they get pre-order now or is it not ready yet not yet not okay. yet i'll come L- back let on us the know. show and discuss it though 100 <laughs> let's do that selective persecution dr simone gold as you know i've had dr malone on several times the the, the guy who owns the patents to mrna technology dr mccullough who says the 40 percent increase in deaths can all be related to the vaccines i've had dr urso on i've had uh, 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 uh tom renz the lawyer who's out there fighting for this as well we know that these jabs are problematic. Even the CDC is starting to admit it now. The VAERS accounts all admitted it for 20, uh, 30, 40,000 listings on there saying all of the adverse effects that are happening. From day one, early on, doctor, you were one of the premier, if not the first, doctor to say, hey, we've got other therapeutics that'll work. Why are we all being pushed this thing? That's really what you did wrong, right? Yeah, so it's been horrifying that people just won't admit when they've made a mistake. We knew from the very, very beginning, if you read the if you read the Pfizer-Moderna applications to the FDA. We knew this thing wouldn't work. It said so in their application. It said it doesn't stop transmission. Public Health 101, you cannot release um, a suboptimal, uh, something that is not lethal, which the, the, vac- the shots were not lethal to the SARS-2 virus. You can't release something that's sublethal during a respiratory pandemic. It was clearly just going to um, lead to the evolution of different strains, which is exactly what we saw. We completely predicted it. It was super obvious. Honestly, I don't even think it was complicated. I think a fifth grader could have figured it out from looking at the papers. Yes. In addition, the CDC knew very early on, and the data was there, that this wasn't a huge problem unless you were frail to begin with. So for the healthy middle-aged, for the healthy elderly, certainly for the children, we never should be pushing experimental shots up that don't work. It was honestly, it's a crime against humanity. We predicted it. Sometimes when you go back and you look at my videos from two and a half years ago, you just, you just can't believe how prescient they are. But honestly, the data was all there. Early it, 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 it was all there. Now, I want to interject this, if you don't mind. Um, you can't even call it a vaccine if it's not deadly, if it's not fatal to the disease. So that doesn't even make unless, any sense to begin unless, with. Joe, unless you change the definition of the word vaccine. Which they did. 
as the government did. Yeah, and, and that's that's sick just on its face because now we're uh, uh, the next generation thinks vaccine means something different. This 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 was never a vaccine. It was never FDA approved. They lied about uh, community or BioNTech, whatever the hell it is. They lied about that getting FDA approval. They literally approved the licensing of a name should it ever become a vaccine, which it hasn't been. There is no FDA approved vaccine for this disease as we speak right now. That's just a fact. And at the end of the day, what you have is the CDC, the FDA, Fauci himself, and everybody else down the line lying, saying you can't get it and you can't spread it if you take the vax. Right. And so what America's Frontline Doctors fight was, was against the mandates. The shot itself was problematic. It wasn't well studied. You didn't really need it if you were a healthy person anyway, even if it worked, which it didn't. But but it was experimental, and it doesn't make sense to take something experimental if the thing itself isn't really destined to hurt you, right? Right. But our fight was always to prevent the the vaccine mandates. People who would be required to take the shots um, just to keep their job or to go into a restaurant, things like that. That was our fight. And we filed about 12 lawsuits in 2021 to push back. And I'm very happy to say that I think we were very successful at refusing to allow shot mandates to become the law of the land. My concern was they were going to make an equivalent of a vaccine passport, QR code on your phone, something that would just become part of American culture, right? So the shots over and the SARS-2 problem is, you know, it's not as scary anymore for people, but we're still stuck with that QR code on your phone to get into a movie, to get into a restaurant. It was going to be a precursor to digital currency, which is going to be a precursor to total control of all people. That's my fight, was protecting human liberty, which is being threatened through medical tyranny. And it's a fight worth fighting. You know, oftentimes I talk about on my show, it's Dr. Simone Gold. Go to her website, drsimonegold.com, drsimonegold.com, and anticipate her book, um, Selective, Selective Persecution. Persecution. Yeah, um, uh, go and get that. But but to what that fight is the one that's the hill I'm willing to die on because we've got thousands of emergency medical personnel who can't go to work in New York because they, they refuse to take the jab. Military members launched out of the military because they wouldn't take the jab or they had to take it. Now we've got people dropping dead all over the place. Pilots forced to take it. it it's it's sickening. But but doctor, here's the problem. You were right two and a half years ago, hundred percent. I've been following you ever since, and I and I I, I hail your praises. She's right. Having said that, you've got a governor just in New York, in Kathy Hochul, who has literally said two and a half weeks ago that she will not rehire the medical personnel because we don't want people who are sick to have to face somebody who can give them COVID. Can they really be this stupid? Or is it, or is it because of what you just said? She just wants power and control over the people. I, you know, it's a really good question. I honestly don't know if they're really that stupid. Could be. And they're being controlled by other influencers who, who aren't that stupid, but it dovetails with what they want. But sometimes I do think the politicians are that stupid. There's absolutely no science to support what these politicians are saying. None at all. In fact, the opposite is true. There's science to support that if you take the shots, you're more likely to catch the thing. I, it, the, Honestly, I don't know how you survive in New York. I'm a native New Yorker, and I, I just think you've got to leave. You've well, I'm not, leave. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not in New York. I'm in Texas. I'm smart. Um, I'm from New York originally, but yeah, no, you're right. Those who are watching and listening in New York, they should leave because until that state gets it right, you're going to have people who manage them that either are the elite who want the power and control or somehow are connected to Pfizer and Moderna or making billions of dollars, or they're just really stupid. And it's only one of those three, doctor. It can't be anything different because my seven-year-old daughter knows that you can still get it, you can still spread it, even if you get the jab. And let me ask you about that. This whole idea that an FDA panel got together, a CDC panel, I forget which one it was, got together and 15 out of 15 people said, we should add these shots to the regimen of vaccines kids have to get before going to public school. Well, are, they, are they out of their minds? 
Yeah, well, no, <laughs> they're very clever because this shields them financially from liability when a certain percentage of people have problems from the shot. Once it's on the vaccine schedule, by law, you cannot sue the vaccine manufacturer. You have to go down a different administrative process, which ultimately doesn't ever pay out. I mean, it takes it could take a decade to get any kind of, you know, tiny payout from the vaccine right. fund. So this is direct pursuit of the vaccine pharmaceutical manufacturer's financial interest if it gets on the childhood vaccine schedule. This is very concerning. Now, the average person needs to get straightforward, unbiased advice from a medical professional. So I wrote an, an op-ed in Epic Times about two weeks ago talking about the fact that getting a second opinion is now essentially against the law in California. Kid you not, they it's passed a bill yeah. January 1st. Now, I, I had Dr. Kentibi on just the other day. She's the one who's out there fighting this, and they got a really good win so far. It's not over, but they got an, injun they got an injunction in that law, uh, which is great. But, but, doctor, help me understand. If I go to you as my physician, and I say, doc, my toe hurts, wh what do you think? And you give me this. It could be this. It could be that. It could be the other. The, the state of California is saying you can only tell me one of those things. If you tell me the, yeah, the other two, they might claim that it's misinformation. What? Let, let me be clear. First of all, I'm also an attorney, so I watch these laws very, very carefully. The law says that if a doctor says something that doesn't match contemporary scientific consensus, whatever that might be, you could threaten your license, but only regarding COVID information. Let's break this down. They're pulling out a particular group that's licensed by the state, in this case, doctors, and yep. saying if group X, doctors, licensed group, says why they could lose their livelihood, they can lose their profession. This is a very dangerous precedent. You could be a restaurant owner, you could be a gym owner, you could be a hairdresser, but you're licensed by the state to make money at your livelihood. And the state is saying, if you say something that we don't like, you could lose your livelihood. So number one, it's risky from a practical perspective to pull out any one licensed group and say you can't have free speech for that licensed group. Number two, it's risky just on its face for doctors and patients that a patient now has to worry, is the doctor being incentivized not to tell me what he or she really thinks? This is very dangerous stuff. I don't think it's going to pass. It violates the First Amendment and it violates the 14th Amendment. And by the way, yours truly was the reason for this law. They discussed Dr. Simone Gold in committee hearings in August and again in October. And it was really, too, they literally said, we want to stop doctors like Dr. Simone Gold. Yeah, but, yeah but doctor, you were right about everything. I mean, yeah. they, they, they literally um, are, are going the opposite of what you've proven to be correct. And again, for, for you, this is power and control. This is we control the narrative. We control what you can say. We, we control who gets due process and who doesn't. Really? That, no, that's exactly. This is incredibly scary stuff. If they can control people's fear over medical issues, they can control the population. By the way, this is a tried and true technique for, for eons and centuries in human history. You go back to the French Revolution, Robespierre reign of terror. They, it was called the Committee on Public Safety. This is how they control people. Fear of medical is very, very powerful. Go to our website right now, drsimonegold.com, drsimonegold.com, and, uh, and anticipate her book, Selective Persecution, coming out in the spring, and we'll have you back on to talk about that. So uh, th this whole medical consensus thing, you're right, nobody can define that. Misinformation, you're right, nobody can define that. In fact, we've been getting misinformation for upwards of three years now, whereas you've been giving the correct information that's been called misinformation. It's such a stupid game that they're playing. At the end of the day, people want to know what the 
the right thing to do now to protect themselves and their families from uh, from COVID-19? Let me give you my personal experience. I'm 56, in good shape, have no other comorbidities. I am not vaccinated. I won't take the jab. That's ridiculous. Uh, I got COVID, was off the air one day, took ivermectin, took D3, took B12, took some steroids for my lungs. I was fine. Um, so this is not deadly for people who are healthy. Uh, this is something that we never should have put people on ventilators and put COVID patients in old age homes. But today, in 2023, what should people do to protect themselves and their families, not only from the disease, but from the misinformation we're getting from the government and Pfizer and everybody else? Okay, first of all, the, major, the, the reason people really get sick overwhelmingly has to do with your underlying health. It's important to be the right weight. It's important to get a little sunshine every day, to do a little exercise every day, and to try to moderate and not overeat. That's really it. If you keep yourself in generally good health, you will be able to fight off most illnesses. That That's number one. About SARS-2 in particular, COVID in particular, um, maintaining a normal glucose level was critical. It was critical, and they refused to tell people that. Vitamin D from the sunshine, et cetera. Do not worry about SARS-2. SARS-2 is, is another virus like other viruses. You'll be, you know, you'll be fine with SARS-2. Um, my father is a doctor. I just want to share that my father had an expression, pneumonia is an old man's best friend. What he meant was pneumonia often took people out at the end of their life. Can SARS-2 take you out at the end of your life? Sure, just like any other illness. But that's you, sh- you didn't live in fear of that prior to 2020. You should not live in fear of it now. I appreciate that advice. Thank you. It's drsimonegold.com. Uh, go there. Make sure that you go check out everything Dr. Simone Gold does. Also, follow her on all the social media. Let me ask you quickly. I've got a minute, minute and a half left about the Pfizer tapes that came out from Project Veritas. They, ad- <laughs> they admit that they're, they're looking at mutating the virus themselves so that because it's a cash cow, they can make more money off of the, uh, off of the so-called vaccines, the jabs, by taking taxpayer money to the tune of tens of billions of dollars and just keep this circular thing going. And they admitted that the government basically is a revolving door with pharmaceutical companies, so they're working hand in hand. What do you think? Yeah, we, we knew all this. It was just shocking to hear it like on air. Yeah. You know, one of the funniest things that... Was that the least impressive guy? Like, wasn't it sort of shocking to see a guy like that working at Pfizer? Yeah, and and he's, like, he's like three down from the boss. He's like really high up in the company, too. It's crazy. I mean, he was just like so unimpressive. And, is, and I just want to say, like, it's not normal to go on dates and like bragging about genocide. It's exactly not normal. Right. Never did it in my life. So Could not argue good. with you. I have not done that either. So, so, I mean, the thought process is you knew this was happening, but now the American public at large, they're forced to see it because Project Veritas was seen by millions and millions of people. The government couldn't shut it million. down. 30 million. The shocking story about that was that mainstream media didn't even cover it. And it had 30 million views. So no matter what your opinion was, this was a big story. 30 million views online, not covered by the mainstream media. Uh, Are you shocked? The mainstream media is sponsored by Pfizer. Let me ask you this. I mean, I'm sure you've got an opinion. Should pharmaceutical companies be able to advertise and basically buy newscasts? Joe, I love that question. Why? I'm a daughter of a doctor. So my father said to me in the 80s, that was when pharmaceutical advertising became legal. And my father said to me, it was going to ruin medicine. I remembered I was a young girl and he said that to me and, I, and he was exactly right. You should absolutely not be able to advertise pharmaceuticals um, to the public. 100% no. Thank you for looking out for us. Thank you for your backbone. Thank you for fighting for American freedoms as well. It's Dr. Simone Gold. Please come back on the program. It's drsimonegold.com, Dr. S-I-M-O-N-E-G-O-L-D.com. And uh, anticipate this book coming up, Selective Persecution. Doctor, thanks a million for coming on. I've been waiting a long time to talk to you. Will you come back? I would love to come back, Joe. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show.
I appreciate you stopping by. We'll definitely be watching the State of the Union address tonight. We'll make some commentary on social media, so go to JoePags.com. You can check out the social media there. Also, click on that watch button to see all the interviews, monologues, and parodies. Got to go for now. For Sam, for Polo, for Carrie, I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Joe Pags Show.